Welcome to The Design Diaries, a podcast for creatives, freelancers, and business owners looking for candid conversations and real advice. I'm Melissa, self-taught designer turned freelancer and now studio owner, here to share my experiences and help you reach your goals. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about a super exciting topic that I personally love digging into, and that is finding your niche and identifying your target audience. So just a super quick recap of what that even means. When you're a creative, usually your style, your preferences, the way you like to work isn't going to be a universal style. Like there's going to be people that may be the perfect fit for you and people who aren't. So today, what we're identifying is like, what is that style? What are those preferences? And then who is that crowd of people that you want to um, cater all of your marketing and your designs and your effort towards? Because we don't want to cast two out of a net because that means that there's going to be holes and cracks and the people who might be perfect for us will slip through. And we might end up catching people who are not our most favorite type of client. And so it's super important that when you're thinking about your niche and your target audience that you put a ton of thought into it. You're really thoughtful about all the answers and all of the different components that you're adding into it. So that way, when you're actually like using it in your business, you're not accidentally attracting the wrong type of people ending up taking on projects or clients that just don't really mesh with you. And because that can just be a huge nightmare if you uh, listen to my last diary entry. So first off, I'm going to say, I'm just going to keep it super simple. I want this to be really quick and just full of helpful content. So feel free at any point to just like pause this, replay it, take notes. I think this one is episode in particular is going to be super helpful and we need to take it super seriously but also this is a super fun phase of your business like I absolutely love thinking about target audiences for my clients and also for my own business and this is a super fun time to like really figure out what do I like what do I dislike it's kind of like cherry picking things off of like a menu like oh I really like strawberries I don't like blueberries xyz like I mean that was a really random metaphor an example but you get the gist so take it seriously, put some real thought into it, but also have a bit of fun because there's not really many times in life where you get to be like, I want exactly this and I deserve X, Y, Z and I'm not going to take ABC. You know, this is a really, really cool thing about owning your business is that you can decide who you want to work with. And so, um, take a bit of, of fun and glory in that process of like, getting to silo yourself into this group of people that you actually really enjoy working with. And um, let's get into it. So the first thing that I think anybody should do when they're thinking about their niche is just think about what you pay attention to, like what you notice and what you love. And what I mean by that is like when you're walking down the street window shopping or you're watching commercials on the Super Bowl day or you're scrolling down Instagram, what are different types of industries or businesses that you stop and look at? So for example, I pay a lot of attention to fashion brands, I pay a lot of attention to beauty brands, and some, you know, lifestyle slash uh, food brands, but um, I, I mainly tend to focus on beauty and fashion. I love the way that beauty and fashion brands are branded. I always pay attention to them when I'm in like Sephora, when I'm in Target even, and that's something that I knew about myself that I just really love those industries. So you can find... Note like those little trends of what you tend to um, look at, what you tend to pay attention to when you're just out and about. And so if you make the conscious decision, like when I am being exposed to different brands and different commercial kind of entities, make it 
a priority to like be aware of things that you naturally kind of like stick onto because you're going to find those things because for some people um they don't really care about industry but they care a lot about like sustainability and so sustainable brands and eco-friendly brands stick out to them prominently right or for other people it's like black owned brands it's like no matter what industry they just love working or like love looking at and supporting black owned brands so that's just something that um you need to pay attention to first just like what makes you happy like what do you naturally have an interest in and then once you look at those things and you may find that there's like a lot of different industries a, a really wide kind of variety of things that you tend to love and notice that's when you can start to narrow it down and think about your values as a business. So what are things that you want to prioritize in terms of, you know, preferences on beliefs, preferences on behavior, on different things that become important when you're working with a client. So just as an example, to give you context, like my values as a business is I really like to work with supportive, like uplifting women. Um, I really don't like to work in any environment that's like toxic or unhealthy or condescending. I like there to be like a harmony and um, peaceful dynamic with all of my client relationships. So my value um, in that respect is like a, I, I guess you could say a culture of respect. And so my brand values then requires that I want to work with women who are naturally respectful, like socially aware, um, and that sort of thing. And so that's when you can kind of say that I really like working in this industry, but as a niche, I want to work with women who are like socially aware, you know, maybe you're like a bit more um, sensitive to maybe like the um, experience of being a woman of color. And that's how I kind of found my niche is as a, a brand designer for women of color entrepreneurs, because I found that my values was like, I didn't want to feel like I was working for someone, but rather collaborating with someone who could understand me and my experiences and my point of views, and we could respect each other mutually. And I found that that value that was really important to me then translated into me finding some, some people that matched that profile. But it doesn't have to be something as concrete as like that. Maybe your values have to do with like, you really like transparency in companies. And so you want to work with brands that are very transparent with their customers and are very, you know, open and honest about their practices and, you know, the things that they use in their, in their products, X, Y, Z. It could also be that you have um, this desire or preference to work with, you know, brands that are faith-based, you know, or things like that. So whatever those values are, I would just identify them, think about what's really core and like central to what you believe and what you need from a partner and um, from a client. And then that will help you kind of narrow down that initial net down to a smaller group of people. So that way your target audience and your niche isn't so um, large because that does make it hard to, to cater to people. So after you have those two things, like, so one, like industries and types of of businesses that you tend to notice, and then thinking about your values and how those values translate, you can then also take into account your aesthetic, because that's a really big um, component that maybe people tend to forget when thinking about target audience. Um, As creatives, we tend to have a sort of like natural style or aesthetic that we like to lean towards. And, you know, by all means, you can be super fluid and flexible in the type of work that you do because I'm definitely the same way. Like I don't like to necessarily have like this typecast one dimensional style about me. However, 
we do have a natural tendency and like preference in terms of like what types of fonts we like to use and color palettes. And um, if you're a photographer, like types of um, editorial versus commercial shots and set design, you know, whatever. Um, as creatives, we tend to have preferences in the way things look, and that can also play a big role in narrowing that net as well. So just to give you some extra context in my example, I like to work with bolder color palettes um, mixed with a um, very like bold kind of, I don't want to say quirky because I don't think that's the right word, but um, I guess like stylized, you could say fonts. I like using stylized fonts that aren't super out there, but also aren't, you know, like super traditional or common mixed with really vibrant color palettes mixed with like some really cool layouts. Like, so I would say I would describe myself as like bold, minimal question mark. I feel like it's hard to describe oneself, but I know that about myself, that that's kind of my aesthetic and that, you know, brands who want to come to me looking for super clean, super modern, like very, very classic may not love the work that I do. And I might not love doing that kind of work for them. It would be against my natural creative nature. Or even like a brand that comes to me, they want like super funky, very like, um, I guess like futuristic or even like retro punk sort of look. That's not really my vibe either. I kind of go for a slightly more like maybe bubbly or like energetic, energetic type of look. So just knowing that about myself, I can then silo again or cut off another portion of that wide net and narrow it down. So now I have like three tiers of specification for my target audience and my niche. So um, first level is like usually fashion and beauty with the occasional lifestyle brand and, um, and food brand. And then the next tier is that, you know, I like to work with people who respect me and be on equal footing with me in terms of dynamic. And that tends to be like, women of color or women, or if they're, they aren't a woman of color, that they at least have that value of like treating me with mutual respect. And, um, I can usually gauge that within one conversation with them. And then the third tier is that they need to like my aesthetic. They need to like my style of work. And so I always bring this up in my consultation calls, like, Oh, like, have you seen my work by the way? Just so you know, my natural style is bolder colors, vibrant hues. I like to use more stylistic fonts. I like you know, to get a tad experimental with layout, but I do like things to be cleaner. Like, is that okay with you? Like, how how do you feel about that style? Because um, I just want to make it apparent that, like, this is my target audience, this is my niche, and I don't want to travel out of my niche for anyone, you know, because I chose the niche that I wanted because that's, you know, my desire, that's my preference for my business, and you shouldn't be working with anybody who makes, who pulls you out of your your preference because it's your business you know it's like you became your own boss so that you could work with people and on projects that you actually want to work on so those are the three tiers of things that I think are super super helpful whenever you're developing and answering that question of like you know who do I work with where do I look for them xyz and then as a fourth layer if you do choose to add that fourth layer is um, demographic sort of preferences and more physical sort of um elements so like age for example just to give you a example again in my case I don't have like a specific age that I just you know concretely cut off but I I will say that I tend to work with women who are in their 20s and 30s just naturally that happens because I think my style naturally kind of attracts that age group 
Also, I tend to work with US-based businesses, but I have worked with a couple of international businesses. So I, um, that's not like a concrete thing, but that has like been a tradition. Um, in terms of background, I really love working with women who are like um, self-made or by self-made, I mean like they can, you know, be educated in XYZ, but I mean like they came from like a corporate job. They came from, you know, a different area um, in their careers and then switched into being an entrepreneur, like like came into being an entrepreneur and a business owner by themselves. And the reason why I like that background, it's not like a, a requirement to work with me, but I really love working with women who I really had to like claw their way up and start from ground zero with our business because that's how I am. That's what happened in my personal experience. And so I love having that shared kind of understanding that like it's hard and having that like extra experience also build some empathy towards one another because when I know that they put so much personal work into their business, like, and they know that they understand what I have had to go through, we just respect each other's time a bit more, I feel, and that there's that extra layer of kind of connection. Um, so those are just some examples of different, like, um, I guess extraneous details that may be of importance to you, but that's just a fourth layer you can add. So, I hope that was enlightening um, in terms of thinking about niche and target audience. There's definitely a lot more to explore with this and how to find them, um, how to target them is a whole other conversation that we can have at a different time. But essentially, I hope this episode gave you the tools to think about, you know, what is it that you want to be doing with your business and with your work? Because although it may seem like counterintuitive to like silo yourself to a very specific group of people, it actually will definitely work in your favor. Because instead of being like a jack of all trades, you can be a king or queen of of one, if that makes sense. And that positions you to be an expert in like this niche and to be an expert in like one or two different fields for these specific people rather than being maybe like lost in a sea of general kind of work for a very, very, very large population. So um, I like using like the, the net metaphor with fishing, you know, when you cast a too wide of a net, um, you give time for like fish to like swim away. The net might like not catch the fish that you actually want to be catching. And you might end up with these like random fish that you've never even heard of, never really wanted in the first place, blah, blah, blah. And then you're not even happy rather than if you have like a more narrow net and you know the exact area that you want to be fishing where the fish that you like to get you know reside that way whenever you are putting the effort of casting that net you're more guaranteed or not you're more likely to you know be catching the fish that you actually want and that you will be happy to be working with so um i hope that makes sense and if we have any questions on anything with niche target audience you can absolutely dm me or email me i love getting your questions i've gotten a couple from the last couple episodes and they made me super happy so definitely definitely let me know if you have questions with that also if you want to learn more about like developing your design style or targeting your target audience um, more specifically with like strategic points. I do have a workshop on this. It's up on my website or you can go to my um, Instagram and just DM me for it. But um, just a tiny plug there in case you're wanting some extra guidance. But hopefully this was helpful. Let me know if it was. And good luck. I hope you find the niche of your dreams. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Design Diaries. We'll catch you on the next episode.